Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapinny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. And we're back. We're so glad you're with us. Welcome to, uh, what do we call this thing? The Beard Live? No, that's in September. No, that's, yeah. See, I've already Goats played. on a trampoline. Against, Goats uh, on a trampoline. So, October. I like Goats on a trampoline. So, obviously, I'm your host. I kind of think we should switch back. You think we should? I'm a little uncomfortable it's not, here. It's not, I'm a, I was about to go on a trampoline. Oh, Goats on a trampoline. All right. I think that should be our... our it's uh, not like we're getting our broader listenership to begin with. We can just yeah. change the name whatever we want to change it. We didn't get chased by goats of the day. I was surprised. No, we got chased by a little dog. I'd have rode that goat if it had got I out. think that one dog that was coming after us, I didn't feel like I... I felt like I could outrun it no matter what. Yeah, but that bigger one, I mean, I think it could have... It could have put a hole in your leg. I thought you might have kicked it all the way back because it was You limping. thought I would kick the dog? No, I just... Why do y'all think so low It wasn't me. limping before we left and it was limping. He's I after. don't kick I think dogs. he's afraid he'd roll his ankle. Yeah. Probably. I don't kick dogs. Yeah, probably. No, I would I never kick a dog. Or what about a puppy? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Weirdo. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, so I'm, laughing, I'm laughing because we always talk about how you might swerve to hit a puppy. That is not That's true. Uh, that, See, Cody does this all the time. He diverts the conversation. No, all the you time. asked me while I was laughing. Andrew, and that's I said, Andrew has expensive taste. <laughs> you do have expensive so, taste. Anyway. How about your little free food coffee you're drinking right yeah. now? Tasha bought, sorry, someone in my family, <laughs> other than me, uh, bought coffee. Tasha, I think you made great purchases. Yeah, I, did, I approved it and didn't look at what it was. That's I saw, not her fault. We were out of Southern Girl, okay, and we were in Pick and Save, and she picked up and said, will this, will this get us through till we can get real coffee? Did you hear, did you hear the conversations he has to have in his family? No. That, I mean, because he has such expensive taste. It's not expensive. He it's, has it's to go to real, Dunkin'. This is real life. And, say, and, she, and, and his blessed wife, bless her heart, is like, Andrew, please tell me. This can get us by. That sounds like... I don't know who that sounds like. That sound I, I would like. not say that's Tasha. No, know. Tasha's a lot more forward than that. No, that's true. <laughs> well, she was being Tasha's kind. Like, I will cut you. We're drinking this, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> we are glad... I don't think you... I, we that doesn't sound are like you glad that you're with us. Show. Obviously, I'm John the Beard Blanton, your host. Uh, to my left... Your beard is wanting. And uh, to my left <laughs> is... Our worship pastor, Andrew <laughs> Nunley. We're he so excited Sunday. to have us with us. He I'm led Sunday, and I'm so we just leave. thought we'd go with the flow and sure. switch roles. I'm going to um, leave everything as it is. On it's the, the most 2020 time. thing of all time. Yeah, yeah I mean, why not, right? Um, so, And then we have our MOG, El Pastoro, Cody Haley. I like it's, Andrew being the it's host. It's an honest honor. <laughs> I really like Andrew being the host. This is fun. I like sitting in the driver's seat. Well, I'm a little uncomfortable. I feel like I'm about to run off the road. Yeah, um, but we're gonna we're, we'll go there. So, uh, just, but, but welcome there, to Goats on a Trampoline. Is this like when you put on the Santa where, suit and the Santa Claus and his beard starts growing? Like, are you? Is, yeah. I don't know. Well, I feel like Cody and I could be your bumper lanes, like bowling. 
That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah, bouncing yeah, between. Yeah. It's big bumper lanes. I need. Oh, yeah, that's good. We well, got one on this side. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. you'll probably just step out of the way and let me go. <laughs> <laughs> let you, me go right up. I'll the let window. you crash in a second. Yeah. Um, so we just want to come to you today with a couple different things. Uh, really, we're just it's story I, time. It is good to see him smile. It is, is good to see him. Did you it's, see that big old smile? He I saw it. A little, right little twinkle. Little oh, it, he's coming back to him. So he's coming back. So what you don't know is we just pulled John out of a deep depression state about five minutes ago, which we're going to talk about later on. And it's, the, still uh, nice it's still there. It's still there. In the uh, in the in the service or in the uh, what is this? The goats on trampoline yeah. podcast is what we're at. Podcast. See, I don't I don't have the normal ICBC roundtable podcast. I see. I didn't want to yeah. say it because I couldn't think of it. I really couldn't think of it though. That's the actual God on his tree. <laughs> <laughs> you have that same look you have on Sunday morning sometimes. Uh, and, and we are glad you're here with your people. With fill out connection card. Welcome stop talking. You. How many times do I say that? By the way, like how many times do I say like? Couple. And I probably should stop talking. Let's get back to playing. That's yeah. pretty regular. You it's do almost, say that a lot. So it's almost but you like have to is say that, a lot of times it's not after you say something bad. I know, but is that uncomfortable to hear? Yeah, a little bit. Because I start sweating and I start like Where, like the whole like. Fat guy, fat bearded guy. Is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah. He I, feel like, I feel like it's one of those things. None of us know that you've run out of stuff to say until you say that. Yeah. What's and like then it's the like it draws attention to it. I feel it. so uncomfortable. Just start singing. Well, just start singing. I love to tell the story. <laughs> just start singing. <laughs> yes. Wilford Mayberry. <laughs> call now and get glad that the best one. There. My favorite one recently, though, really is the uh, when you were doing we the call to worship. That. We were doing the call to worship for the first time. So our tech team does really an incredible job, That's and they fantastic. do. They get a lot. Of, they catch a lot of crap that nobody else knows. Uh, and basically, just if anything goes wrong, you know, typical. They're so like the offensive line. They really you are. don't notice them until there's Unless something messes up. Yes, so right. a lot of times, not even on them. It's on the technology. Well, you can't hear something. What's the first thing everybody to do? Is they turn around, look at that person, and point and do inappropriate. The video room. Then you go to the kingdom John, in the video room. Yeah. Go in the back. And yeah. so, like, and but never do you like get done with a Sunday and like and so bad. Hey, you know what? The sound was great today, man. I really appreciate. It. So I encourage you, like, pat our our tech guys on the back. They need it. A lot of times they've been a lot under under a lot of stress. Uh, especially the people that have to deal with the live stream stuff because there's about two pages of notes that they have to follow to accurately do it. And it's, you know, we have we have rough Sundays, but there was a couple of, um, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? We made some big changes. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we made some big changes, and the first service we were live like affecting the liturgy going forward yeah. of our worship services. It was a big deal. And, and I just had told Cody and, and John during a, I, I felt like I, w- I would like to do the call to worship because I'm the worship pastor. I mean, that's what it says on my check. And, and I would really love to, to do more in worship because I have a hard time talking between songs. It's just it's not comfortable to me. Uh, it is a weak part in, in, in my talent, so I'm trying to do better at that. So I thought a good way to break into that would be to do that. The only problem is like I have to do it from my microphone, and I can't see the stand, so I asked the tech guys to put the words on the back screen. And so he puts them on the back screen. It's going good. And we get to the end of the first, and it's two slides because it's a lot. It's a lot of words. It is a lot. Yeah, sure. And, and I look back there, and and the tech guy is looking at John because John's obviously giving him instruction about something that's going on next and doesn't realize he has to click the next slide. So I, I get to the part, and I was like, and we welcome you in uh, this church opens. God, come in, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Let's play. And, and so, it was about that sweet. It was so bad. And, and I was like, I don't know what else to do. Just, just sing. Well, you, like, had that, and we you had that you. look of a goat that got on the trampoline and realized it was going to have to get yeah, down. I ended it with, and we welcome you. <laughs> but worship started. Worship started. Worship started. But it was a good There was a lot. There was a lot that Sunday. Was a lot. And so, 
mean, but it was bound to happen. It was good. Just sorry it happened. Yes, when, when you're in the worship service and you get in the flesh, that was what we talked about that weekend. Yeah. You know. Maybe we should tell that story. Which one? No, that's different. <laughs> podcast. No, so we really just we, we were, we're can I be honest? Sure. We struggled a little I bit with you coming to be deceptive. up. <laughs> we had so many things to talk about this morning. Um, we had to just, we had to go to story time. Sure. Uh, so we're gonna. I just want to talk with you guys about a story, and, and you guys are, gonna, are obviously going to be listening in. But have I, I've shared with you both this story about the situation that I, I was, was there. in several years ago. You were in there, there towards the but end of it. At the end of it, yeah. I wasn't there um, at the beginning. The best part. Have I shared the whole thing with you like from top to bottom? I don't know where we're going. Okay, well, there were several years ago. This was probably, what, five years ago, maybe? Oh, yes, now I know. Yeah, sorry. Than that. Really? I was at Hillcrest still, wasn't I? Yeah. It was so that would have been ago. at least seven okay. and a half years ago. So I was married, but I didn't have children. So it could have been, Are yeah. You? So I think... Okay, so every year my, my nephew and his birthday in May, my brother always wants to take him out and do something cool. And so we had years before years before we had done some type of fishing outing, or we had done a, uh, a I think he actually went backpacking with me the year before. And so he we went out, hiked out, he stayed the night. It was really cool. That year we decided we we're going to go to Chinabee. We were going to take some friends, and uh, we stayed. We we're going to stay the night. Well, they had ball games. It was in May. Uh, and they had ball games up until seven o'clock. So I, they went in, set their tune up, left, came back, uh, and I didn't get there until about nine o'clock, which was pretty normal back then to, to get somewhere <laughs> going camping. Absolutely. And uh, sometimes we didn't even leave home until nine. O'clock. That's right. And and that's another story that you're gonna get one day, but not today. <laughs> the greatest story, the, probably the greatest ever story. told outside of the story of Jesus. Yes. And so as we were, at, it, but it started raining about seven. Man, it's raining hard. Like and it is. And so their games get called and they come back. And I get there and I'm and I'm trying to set up in the, in the rain and it is still raining. It rained for a solid three or four hours before it even slacked off. And so uh, we decided, you know, we're we're going we're going we're going to tough it out. We're going to stay through the rain. And uh, so I had just bought a brand new tent, Mountain Hardware. I mean, it was gorgeous. Two person tent, drifter, backpacking tent, two hundred dollars. I mean, I, I thought I was a primo. Stud, a primo. Put that thing in, staked it down. Had the four boys in the other tent. And they were down there. So me and my brother, we stayed in, in our tent. We got we got in the bed about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And so we we get down to sleep, and it's and it's still it starts back raining. I was like, goodness gracious! I mean, we got the rain fly on, but we're dry, man. Life is good, man. Life is good. Well, there's nothing better. I mean, is there anything better, guys, than being in the tent at night and rain pounding on the tent? Absolutely not. That's it. Really That's is. the highlight. It, it really is. So that we, is the standard. So even though we it was wet outside, a lot of the I mean, we didn't get to you know do much of a fire. We didn't get to you know roast marshmallows for the you know that kind of stuff. But it was cool to be able just to lay there in that tent and and. Uh, be able to experience that. So I get woke up about probably about 1230, maybe a little after midnight, somewhere in there. And I, I can hear the water running and there's water literally under our tent. I thought, and I leaned over and just kind of, you know, funny in my, in my slumber. I said, hope you like sleeping on a waterbed, talking to my brother. And we kind of <laughs> laughed and I was like, cause I kind of pushed on the bottom and it was like, yeah, this and I had this, you know, it had, Gathered up around. At the least tent. you had the bathtub floor. Yeah, you? had the bathtub floor, so yeah. it wasn't leaking in the tent. I was like, well, "That's not too bad." Well, about one thirty, um, woke again, but this time, and I know you get if you're listening to this, you can't really see this, but it was like somebody was pushing my shoulder. I mean, just like slamming me to the <laughs> left. And I thought, I thought my brother was trying to wake me up. I said, "Dude, what is going on?" And and by the time it took me to get my wits about me, I opened the That's tent crazy. door to see what was going on, and the water was about. Eight, probably about eight inches of rushing water, and it was pushing me, like it was like it was literally pushing my shoulders, 
And so I said, Matthew, we we got to get out. Like we're we're in the middle of a, a flood or something. I don't know what's going on. And so I grab my keys and and something else. Uh, I had my I had my phone and a pack a couple of things. Uh, and I tried to grab all that, and this was this was back. So to give you an idea how long it was, it was, I had just gotten an iPhone five. Okay, okay, that was my, that's still my favorite iPhone, and that was my first iPhone. I and I had I had somebody had given me a lifeproof case. I think it may have been Jason Chilton. Probably was. That uh-huh. sounds right. And so somebody had given me a lifeproof case. Okay. Well, all, in in my slumber, we get out, and as soon as we step out of the tent, shoot, it's gone. Like the, the tent, the it, tent's floated. That tent floated all the way down. to Lake Tennessee. <laughs> I'm talking like everything we had in it. What did you take it down? Oh, we were absolutely staked down. Okay, and so we were. I never staked down. Full, yeah. yeah, we were full on like prepared for this, and I thought, what? and it's raining. You got to remember, this is the first time he used this tent. Right? Oh, yeah, so this is so he's, he, he's he set it up. Yeah, yeah everything. He didn't cut any corners. Everything, and so that thing, it just, it's gone, man. It just disappears into the abyss of the night, and like I don't know what in the world is going on. I'm still trying. So I mean, sweet tent. I mean, can I ask you? I need a call. Tell yeah, me. absolutely. So, what was your sleeping attire? Can I ask this question? <laughs> you can because it made the news. <laughs> CBS 42. <laughs> James Mann, thanks. By the way, I saw this video. It's been a while, but I'm yeah. still listening to the video. So, yeah. uh, so this, basically, I I sleep in my undergarments. I've, I've kept with you quite a bit. So I just want to make sure you were The reason warm. for that is because you know we know cotton kills. Cotton keeps in That's moisture, right. and you really sleep more comfortably if you don't have wet clothing on. That's true. Okay? Uh, so I had, uh, I think I actually. Of course, hypothermia almost ki- also kills. That's true. <laughs> so we step out of the tent. The tent disappears into the middle of the night. You're standing in the so rain. I'm standing in your car keys rushing, in your rushing water, rushing water in my <laughs> in underwear. My brother is in his underwear. <laughs> that was inside. <laughs> Two nuzzles. Trying to figure out what in the world to do. The McGrippies. I I can't find I can't find my phone. I have dropped my phone. The brand new iPhone. The brand new iPhone in the water. They don't cover if you lose can't, it. Can't, I can't find anything. All I have is my keys, and I had this little blue light from my, that holds picks, <laughs> guitar picks, and I had my little blue light, and I really ran and got in the Red Rocket, which was a 1999 four-door Cavalier. Oh, yeah. You'll hear more about that in a minute. And we, we got in there, and we're just laughing. like We're just hysterically like... What in the world is going on? My tent is dis... And, and the last time we like cranked the car up and looked and we're shining the lights and it is obvious we're in a flash flood at this point. And so it's it's about... Well, if they've never been to Lake Chimney, Lake Chimney is down in a bowl. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like there's a lake, yeah, we'll get but it's the, steep. Yeah, we will get to that in a minute. And oh, so it was, I didn't mean to jump Yeah, no, no. It's, so there was at least five to six inches of rushing water. I mean, just... <laughs> shoo, shoo, I mean, it's going. And so we look over and so we had not... We were, we were right there by the creek, okay? So what happened is the creek had got so much rain on the backside of that mountain that the creek had, had risen. And so where we were was a little bit lower than where the boys were, okay? And so and they were actually in the designated, quote-unquote, you know, camping Oh, that's area. not important. The pea gravel, yeah, you know, the cross ties and yeah. all that. Well, so we're in there. We're like, Matthew, think, Matthew says, well, do you think we should do something? I mean, you think we should get the kids out? <laughs> And so about that time, we see flashlights come on in their tent. And now these are like, these are four, I guess they're probably 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds in this tent by themselves. Well, they like start screaming. I hear them hollering. And stuff. <laughs> so we get out and rush over to them. Well, it has made this bubble inside their, because they've got like an eight-person tent. Sure. It has made this bubble <laughs> that was like four feet high in the middle of their tent. And they're all standing in corners. And, dude, as soon as they get out that tent, shoot. Gone down to the ground. I mean, it didn't. It didn't come out and just down. 
And so those boys all run and get in the uh, in the Matthews uh, Chrysler Pacifica, jump in the car, and they're sitting there. They're trying to figure out what in the world to do. Like, obviously, we can't stay there all night. So we're trying to, you know, assess the situation. And I said, look, I'll just sleep in my car. Morning comes. I'll clean up everything. We'll call it a wash. We'll be done with it. Oh, so what you did there. Yeah. So, well, about that time, I looked out, and one of the boys was like, man, I've got to, I got to, I got to go pee-pee. I've got to go pee-pee. And so, man. Well, he's been dreaming of water all night. He's been dreaming of water. He gets out. Plenty of spots and he, to go. And he says, well, where can I go? That was the funny thing. Yeah, and the other thing is, some of these were some little city boys. And he said, well, where can I go? Matthew's like, it, it doesn't really matter. Everything's underwater. You can pee wherever you want to pee. <laughs> Let it rip better. So he takes one step, and evidently he steps in a ditch, and this little boy starts floating. Like, he's going down. Like, Matthew has to reach down. <laughs> and grab, he's like a bob. Just choo, 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 choo. Matthew grabs his arm, pulls him back in. In the meantime, the kid's got his pants down trying to urinate. And <laughs> it, is, it is a total disaster. And so Matthew finally makes the call. He says, "Look, we just we're just going to go on like." And, and when they back out and go, they're driving through eight inches of water. I mean, in this cross for Pacific. And so y'all couldn't have had two better vehicles, right? For for, for camping, yeah, right? It was ideal. So I thought, all right, drive. well, I'm going to get drive. some. I had actually, and I had been making fun of Tasha for this stupid little red lifesaver thing that somebody in their family got, or probably her dad, being all marineish, and, <laughs> and and gave him this life saving kit. Well, sure. Thank God for that life-saving kit, because what was in that life-saving kit? A, a blanket. Oh, well, that was nice. And so, because I'm wet, I'm soaked, I'm still in my underwear. And you're in your drawers. Yeah. I mean, and I have, I got nothing. I got yeah. drawers, and that's it. And uh, so, well, I find that blanket, I curl up, I get comfortable. And is I'm this good. Like a spaceman blanket, or is this like a? No. Yeah, that's what I have in my uh, mind. It's, it's, like, it's almost like aluminum blanket. Blanket. So, like so right yeah, yeah, No, this yeah. is a regular black, just a cloth blanket. How big I, is this survival thing? I mean, it's probably uh, this thing was folded. This blanket was folded down. It's folded down, very small. But the blanket was plenty. Yeah, no, the blanket (laughs) (laughs) had plenty of water. So I get comfortable, I lay back, um, and man, I just. By the way, I still don't have my phone, so I don't. I don't have to know what's going on around me. And not that you have service there anyway. You're totally disoriented. Totally disoriented. Well, about I get laid back, and I get to sleep, and I hear on my window, "Sir, are you okay?" Sorry, I was like, huh? He said, like, <laughs> he said, we've all met over here by the bathhouse. He said, you need to, you need to get out, and come over here. And I was like, no, man, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, sir, I don't think you understand. I think I, we, you, we're, we're all evacuating. We're going to the bathhouse. I was like, and I'm like looking out. I was like, you know, I, I'll just try to get to higher ground in the car. You know, they're like, and finally they just they realized I wasn't going anywhere, and they gave up. And they said. Okay. And so they walked off. Well, I, I get out to kind of really see what's going on. And I've got the headlights on the car. And I'm searching for um, just stuff. And it's, it, it stopped raining at this point. And uh, so I'm looking. And I've got that little blue flashlight. Or this, I need to call one more time. Sure. Time out. Go. Uh, did you really not want to go to the bathhouse? Or was it because you were in your underwear? That you well, <laughs> part of it was because I was in my underwear and I had a blanket. And that's all I had. So Right. So we'll get... We'll, 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 uh, we'll go away. I'm just saying, had you been fully clothed, would you have been inclined to heed this man's warning? Probably. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'll so, tell you, being naked, no. it's the it's, whole garden. It's, it's uncom- it goes all the way it's back. I mean, that's so what, I get out, and I'm looking around, wrong. and dude, I'll be dang it if I don't find my phone. And it was laying next to like a log, and it had been underwater for at least three hours. This is before they were waterproof. This is before they were waterproof, but I had that life case on it. Oh, life proof case on it. 
And so, man, I was so thankful. Thanks, I mean, Jason. I had just bought that, man. I'm talking about the week before. And so I get back in the car and I thought, you know what? I probably didn't get to – okay, I didn't tell this part. I was I was sitting there in the car not long after that and thinking it wasn't a big deal. And I'm trying to go back to sleep, and I hear <laughs> – <laughs> And the car is moving. <laughs> the car is literally sliding off the parking spot that I was in because there's so much water. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? At this point, it's time to look, get out, look for my phone, and get the heck out of here. Yeah, sure. So, because I thought I was going to the lake. If you would have drowned in a cavalier in your underwear, there's not a, a person alive that would have thought you were sober. So I get it. I, 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 I get out. I crank up, and I start oh, backing funny. out, and I, and I start driving out. Realize real quick, there's a reason there's a Z71 sitting over there not moving. And it's up to his door panel. And I look, and dude, I'm in like, I'm talking, it's almost up to halfway up my door panel in my car. <laughs> and I thought, I, I can't do this. And so I backed up into one of the higher parking spots. I said, I, there's no way it's getting up here. I'm done for the night. I'm out. And I can see all the people conjugating at the at the bathhouse. Well, I get to, I get off to sleep. And this, this time it's like 3.30 in the morning. And it wasn't 30 minutes after I get off to sleep. I hear a knock on my window again. Except this time, sir, get out of your car. We're evacuating the campground. Please get in the rescue boat. <laughs> in the boat. And I, in the boat. And I said, uh, he's, at your, he's at the door of your car in a boat. He's at, no, he's at the door of my car, but the boat is parked in the road. And he's okay. mad at you because he had to get out of the water, correct. too. Yeah, and so I said, no, man, I'm good. <laughs> he, said, he said, sir, you don't understand. We, we are moving everybody out of this campground immediately. You have to get out. And I said, well, there's only one problem. He's like, what's the problem, sir? And I was like, I don't, I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, I said, all I got is this blanket. And he said, wait, all, you, all you've got is a blanket? I said, well, I mean, I got underwear on, but I mean, I, I said, all I've got is this blanket. I said, I really don't want to get out and have to be around people. And, and I, was, I said, dude, I'm a youth pastor. Like, I don't want to be in the news. Like, this is a, and you were in the news. And I was in the news. And so I, I get out. Bright and shiny in that boat. I, I lit in the, in the boat. And we drive. We're driving through the camp. I mean, trolling through the campground, trolling, trolling, trolling. I mean, just going on through the campground. And so, well, then like we pick up all the rest of the people at the bathhouse. We're, they're taking loads of people out. And um, I get in the boat, situated. And I've got my blanket on. I've got my phone, my keys, and I'm just sitting there. Like, so you got like a towel. Yeah, I've kind of wrapped around just above the nip area. Sure. And I've sure. got so I've got this like you know kind of topless dress. But on. you still feel exposed. I feel extremely Absolutely. naked. Absolutely. And I'm on the head of the boat. I thought, you know what? I need to capture this. I might as well. What about the Jeep? Oh, I got there yet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. So as as I'm sitting there on this boat, starting to go out, I saw, I look over and this guy goes, Andrew? Of course. <laughs> That's the joys of ministry. And I went to Chilapeno with this couple who had gotten married on Friday and was going to Chihal. No, Chinnabee. Chinnabee, sorry. Well, it's, we're going to Chinnabee for their... It's better. <laughs> for their honeymoon. <laughs> and they wake up, and they are on the closest one to the creek, and their tent is floating. Like they're on top of the water because so much water had got under it, and they had an air mattress and had unstaked itself. <laughs> what is their honeymoon? And was air mattressing towards the... He said, dude, we were 20 feet away from being in the lake. In the lake. <laughs> And we start to go around the curve, the normal road. We're driving in the road, and trolling on a boat. Sure. And I see a Jeep um, that is, like, in the lake. Like, they had, so this, it was a, and I realized who it was. It was the couple that was next to us. They came and said, like, guys, we're, we're leaving. It's too much rain for us. Well, they got to go on. The story was, they got to go on about half, and this was right 
after my brother and them left. And the water was coming so hard off the mountain, it pushed them hard right into the, and would have went into the lake had it not been for a, a little pine tree. And it got stuck on and that basically the Jeep was nose the, down. The Jeep was nose down. Like the in, doors were yeah. out, but nose down. The only thing that was not in any water was the back window. That's right. Yeah. And so they pressed OnStar and was actually able to call for help. That's the only way, like nothing was working in that hole down there. Like there, That's the only way they got got out. If OnStar, if you want to, uh, if you want to sponsor, yeah. we're still available. Unofficially sponsored today. Uh, and so they got out and was able to get rescued and... So they got us into that, loaded us into ambulance, took us to the top of T Hall. It was about four thirty in the morning. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, when that guy was standing next to my window, like telling me to get out, he had his little assault rifle. He thought he was a big deal because he's from Clay County Sheriff or something. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Five, put his bullet in his gun. And of course. <laughs> so yeah, and so I'm taking all these pictures and stuff. Well, I post it and I tag James Spam. I think thinking, you know, whatever. Well, I start getting like blown up by news agencies. I had like four different news agencies contact me wanting to interview wanting to use know if they could use my, my Twitter photos and well they saw and, your um, picture and they thought you were that guy oh I was that without guy without teeth I that, was that yeah <laughs> i tell you what I saw and so I had videoed a little bit of it you know Beautiful being, being rescued and I'm photoing it well it turned out we had gotten like nine inches of rain in about like seven hours in that spot just, just close to Mumford get up to the house well, long story short we left the, had to leave the car there, left everything there, um, contacted the people, and they said you could go back and get your stuff. Uh, this was on Saturday, and I, so we went over back on Sunday to see if we could get our stuff. Well, the gate was locked. They wouldn't. They, they said, no, the gate's locked. We're, we're locked in. So we got, we take off walking. Yeah, we did. We walked. Told, I, was, I was with this This is where Cody picks up. We start yeah. walking. We get down there, and, man, the place is destroyed. Like, huge concrete picnic tables are uprooted. That's right. And, I mean, the, the campground is still closed The today. Jeep is still nosing yep. down in the lake. Jeep still nosing down. Trash is everywhere. Tents are everywhere. Water moccasins Air, are everywhere. Water moccasins were everywhere. Almost stepped on one. Uh, and, and to this day, <laughs> Tenaby is still shut down. Yeah, they do not have a campground whatsoever. Because of that night. Really? Yep. And so we get back. We're, you know, rummaging through stuff. I've got a brand-new backpack that's destroyed. I've got a brand-new tent that's... MIA. I've got, I mean, I'm talking hundreds of dollars worth of stuff that was first time use and yep. it's gone. And uh, so we get in the car and we thought, well, at least we can get the car back up to the gate and the next day we can come back when they get it unlocked. And so we drive it back up there and I thought, man, I am not coming back out here tomorrow. I am not coming back. And you know back how it is when you just get something in your crawl and you say, there's no way I'm stopping until and I get so this car. And so I look to the That's right of the gate and I saw a four wheeler trail. Okay. Four wheeler trail is actually <laughs> being generous. So I said, it you know was what? almost more like a drainage ditch. I said, you know what? If I hit this at an angle just right, I, this thing's front wheel drive. I can get out of here. And so I hit it the first time. Well, I didn't hit it hard enough. Were you with Cody? Yeah, Cody's with me. Okay, yeah, that's the way. And so go. I back up. About My this, truck's at the gate. Like I'm yeah. parked here, and he's trying to get around the gate. So I back up, and I hit it hard. And about the time I'm going to the ditch, of course, a car comes by, and they're like slowing down, <laughs> watching us, and we throw up hands. Take a picture to last longer. And I'm slinging it, man. I, I get it through the woods. I'm navigating through. He is. He is. <laughs> no trails whatsoever. And I get out. We're pumped. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, fist bumping. Yep. You know, and uh, we get in that thing, man. We drive to the top of y'all and get some gas and get a Yoo-Hoo. Yeah, and, I was almost out of gas in my and, truck. And we were, we were spent. And we're sitting there and we can fix the checkout in the, t- in the store. And uh, <laughs> and the lady, they're talking about, um, 
something, and the lady said, said did y'all hear about the flood and them having to evacuate all the people? And I, we're just kind of sitting back and they said, yeah, I saw I saw some moron driving this, like a crazy man in a, in a red car around the gate when I was coming through. <laughs> and I said, and I was like, oh, you don't say. We'll take our check, please. <laughs> check, please. And so, uh, man, I'm telling you, that was one of the most intense uh Tense moments of my life, you know. Getting, get, you getting, can still look up the newscast. Yeah, it's getting, still out getting there. caught in a flash flood. Like I, I respect the polygon, but I, I respect the, the flash flood even more so. Like, it is. Really, I think floods kill more people than any it other. It is. It was nuts, right? man. Like it absolutely was killer. And uh, so the picture that, of course, that NBC put out was, you know, the picture of me smiling like a, a possum eating crap, like just looking back with my, taking a selfie with people in this rescue boat and the only person that wasn't smiling is the county sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Who had to get out and wade across this plate to get this guy who didn't want to get out of his car. It's a young guy. It's a young guy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like Hollis Fire Department. I mean, yeah. they were, you know. They Did it ever cross your mind that you might get a ticket for being out there in your underwear? I mean, I didn't think that I, point? I didn't think I'd get a ticket. I was I worried about like. It's almost like the naked cowboy. I think you're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not your fault. I mean, people sleep in their underwear. That's a No, it's just, I mean, my, when the tent went, everything was gone. I'm I'm sure. Sure. Was I'm it sure. Lottie Titus or was it like. No, it was Boxers. Okay. You're good. Pretty so, much. Yours. I wish it was creepies. Sorry. That's funny. But then, I mean, it was a, it was a, I mean, it, it was a time in my life that really, I mean, it could have led Left to a, it, yeah, it could have led to a deep depression too. Mm. And um, I mean, it really <laughs> could have, but um, it didn't. So, but speaking on depression, man, we just want to continue on with what we're talking about on Sunday, and just kind of uh, share. Really, we're talking about um, how how ministers uh, deal with because uh, it's very rampant in the ministry, ministerial world, clergy world. Um, because a lot of times you feel like you you don't have anybody to talk to and you can't share what you got going because you're expected to be perfect nine, you know 100% of the time that you don't have you're a robot we joke about Cody being plugged in at night um, <laughs> but we're somewhat serious because Cody does have batteries and they're on low often uh, but you guys let's just talk to you guys to tell us about like you know how you guys deal with with the depression how you guys deal with anxiety um, John I'll hit that to you first I mean just talk to us about like what are some what are some safe things you put in your life to um, to 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 battle that you know um i mean really just being transparent clear uh, honest with like my current situation uh i, I mean I, I know you were joking at first in the sense and and, and really it is but uh, i think i find myself a lot of times i think really as ministers as a whole find ourselves in a somewhat depressive state somewhat um uh just Fear of the unknown sometimes. Fear of you know what is this? Gonna, what are, what are others going to see in you? And and uh, we do a lot of times put on a front. And I've I, uh, you know I've had I've had Cody. I've had you come to me uh, several times. And it's just it like hey man, is everything okay? Checking on me, make sure I'm good. And and really and and really I am. It's just one of those things where like for people that know me, I am in. An emotional person, anyways. No, no. So um, it's hard for me <laughs> to hide. Awareness. Yeah, it was. Well, I know. I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't deny that at all. Even so, like Mason, I get that Mason is just like me on that. So, which infuriates me sometimes. Yeah, like that's how it happens. So, um, but no. So like, it's one of those things where I can't just. I can't fake being happy. Um, even though I want to, and, and I, I think a lot of ministers find themselves in that place, and they, they have to put on a front. And sometimes I can do that, but majority of times I can't. Especially around around you guys, like I, 
I, I feel like I, I'm okay if I'm not having a good day. I'm okay to not have a good day. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think you guys do a good job about helping me not stay that way. Um, but I mean, like, because in ministry and just like any other job, you have so much to do, so much, so many things that you you have to get done as far as the business aspect of it. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of spiritual baggage that comes with other people's spiritual baggage. And, um, you know, when you, uh, as a pastor, when you constantly talk to students who uh, have lost a loved one, especially during this time, and, man, they don't have a church home. They don't have anybody that has, has reached out to them uh, like and, and say, hey, as simple as, man, just praying for you. Man, I got to text a student yesterday. Um, and his uncle uh, just passed away, and I just texted him and said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm here for you. I'm praying for you." And it was a student that uh, I got connected with at um, uh, at FCA doing football huddles, and so um, it just it, it weighs on you a lot when you talk, when you when you mm-hmm. counsel people, uh, when you counsel couples who are going through stuff and struggles, and so you you I find myself as a pastor putting more and more weight I guess their weight on myself and sometimes I'm not able to take that off and so it puts me um, just in a, in a place to where like I'll be okay it's just like I've got to have time to depress like not depress but like decompress decompress there we go not depressed I don't know what else <laughs> like, yeah you, know, you got time I've got to get time I have yeah. time to get love yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't need this well I got I, I have to have time to decompress and um and so like it's it's just one it just takes me a lot longer and i i hate the fact that we have a train that comes by every 30 minutes yeah that one was really loud it was loud Um, different pits too and i feel like sometimes they lay on the horn a little bit too much i think intentionally oh yeah they do and so yeah yeah they know exactly we have a sign yeah we (laughs) podcast from one to zero so john so i I think it is an interesting phenomenon and i I think first of all i don't think any of us are sitting here saying that everybody's think whoa or whoa is us you know we're pastors yeah that's not what we're after everybody everybody deals with us (laughs) other than you yeah but but there's an interesting it's an interesting phenomenon because research does suggest that it's at a higher percentage of pastors than it would be the general population, right? right? Um, and I, I think there's some reasons for that. And, and I, I want to get your opinion on something too, John. But, okay, so when I think of John, we've talked a lot about mine, so I'm going to talk about a little bit about yeah, yours Yeah, that's here, fine. I'll be, right? I'm, I'm a guinea pig on this show, trust so, me. So, but when I think of John, I think about somebody who is, I mean, sleeves rolled up, personal with people, relational, um, loves people with all of his heart, um, like is real with people. So like you're you're invested personally. Like you're you're putting yourself in every relationship. You're putting yourself in every ministry responsibility, and that's what makes you such an effective minister, right? I think passion. Um, I think about somebody that has really high highs, right? Oh yeah. Um, but but I think those things like even like what we saw with Elijah Sunday, right? They yeah. they 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 set you up for some some falls, right? And and what can happen in the ministry, and 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 truthfully, it can happen with all circumstance induced depression, is it a lot of times it's not one big thing that you experience, it's an accumulation of yeah. things, mm-hmm. right? And and so as, a, as I think one of the reasons maybe it's prevalent among pastors, is there are some weeks you go and you think. 
I can't believe the Lord lets me do this. Oh, yeah. Because I saw this person come to faith. I saw this marriage rescued. I saw, I got to have this conversation with this widow, and man, she just encouraged. I, I, the sermon went well. The service went well. The uh, All of those things went well, right? But then there's also this weeks where it's the inverse, oh. where it's like nothing. everything I touch seems to turn to coal. Um, people that I've been discipling in, ha, discipling have left the faith. People that I love have left my church. Um, so a, a lot of the time, it's being ghosted. You don't even know that they're leaving, right? You yeah. just hear it through the grapevine, or you, and so you have this person that you love that you have a relationship with that has, and it hurts, right? And then you have added into that your own spiritual baggage. Maybe you have sin. Um, you, you have added into that your own marriage. You have added into that marriage counseling, and sometimes it doesn't go well. And sometimes you just have those weeks, and all of that, all of that weighs on you and you and it's hard it's hard to see past it right it's hard to not feel like you've been a failure in all those areas or it's hard to feel like you've really lived up to what your own standard is right so because yeah. we talked about i have the, high standards and i i mean yeah. I'll, I'll admit I, I i have really high standards for myself and so sometimes i put those high standards on other people and I, um and which they didn't ask for or you know I should not be doing that but it's just one of those things where you just sometimes you come to expect it and, and want to see it happen because you know that it could be great and so so I think and, and there's two thoughts that the three of us have talked about a lot I think the first one is one another right um, that and you, you alluded to that right I, I feel like since you guys have come come beside me there's been times when both of you are sitting down and just said man <laughs> I feel like everything's going wrong or, or in one form or another, right? Um, and you guys have helped me with that. And I think before I had you guys here, I think I was much more prone to try to smile through it and, and grip my teeth and, and do all of that. And and this is where I'm going to get your advice, or maybe your advice on this. Um, it makes me think about those guys that are in situations, even perhaps like I've been in at different times in my ministry, where maybe they're in bivocational ministry and they're the only staff person, or or maybe they're the, the sole pastor, or maybe they're in a situation in which they don't feel like they would be able to be transparent at the potential of losing their staff or losing their ministry or, or whatever. What does a person in that situation, how do they, how are they able to find like a brotherhood, like maybe what we were able to have a lot of the time? Yeah, I'd say like, I think if there's anything good that has come from COVID is some of the things that the Alabama State Discipleship is doing, and so, or the Alabama State Convention uh, through Robert Mullins or some of that crew. Seeing you go through that, I mean, that has obviously benefited you greatly. Um, and if you don't know, Cody's in a, a discipleship group with um, five or six different pastors, yeah. and, and these are guys that didn't know each other a, a ton. Some of them knew a little bit of each other before, um, um, but that's something that I think that will only grow. Is um, is being able to easily connect in with you know via Zoom with somebody, uh, especially if you're bivocational because that's you know yeah. I know be, being there being come from somebody who's, who's done been there done that, um, it's and your time is just incredibly valuable to you and so being able to meet with those guys uh, get to know a group of guys that really you don't have a I mean they don't know you technically you don't really know them but you can share some things with but at least I mean, talking it out is, is really a step one and I would say even just as a confession to you guys there are times when you'll ask me are, are you good and, I, and I'll grip and grin right through it and say yeah I'm fine 
because I know in the back of my mind. I'll, yeah, but we also you know, know we we can redraw through that response yeah. too. So, so but yeah. so and I say that say like no, so no, I think that's no, like not. I, I, there's, I think that's one easy way to do that. I think I mean just finding somebody that that you trust that um you know, that you can just let it all out. I think one big thing that that, that it's not a person necessarily, but one big thing I love about what you you guys do here is implementing that. Um, time to recharge uh, our, our batteries and and so there's a, a day that we pick once a quarter um, that, that I put on my calendar that I go and just do my thing you know um, uh, and I try my best to stay faithful to that where it's just me I'll go hike or I'll go or I'll just sit at home and just get away and get away from everything uh, spend some time in the word and, uh, and so that's that's super beneficial to you and it needs to be worked into your schedule if you're dealing with that especially if you're a bivocational pastor or full-time pastor minister and I think too when you're depressed or maybe even if you have a personality that's more prone to depression a lot of the time um, and, and I have one of those personalities you know I'm the first one to tell you I, I think a lot of the time when it comes to things like the pastor's huddle and those guys have become a brotherhood for me I mean Andy and Mark and Justin and Ben and um, and, and Bo and those I mean th- those guys have really become a brotherhood for me but I think a lot of times when you have that type of person or if you're in that place your natural tendency is to turn within and to not put yourself out there and to not because you just don't want to do it you don't want to go and, and so there's a sense what you have to force yourself to mm-hmm. right you Absolutely. have to force yourself to have that community you have to force yourself to go and to have those conversations you have to you have to put yourself out there because it's really for your own good and and, and these are graces that God has given to us right there, there's a reason that the scripture tells us to bear one another's burden because we need our burdens bored by one another, right? Um, and I think that's what leads into the other thing that we talk about a lot. And I know John, you and I especially talked about this quite a bit, is the truth is is that it feels a lot of the time as ministers like we're carrying the weight of the church. And it feels like we're carrying the weight of relationships. And it feels like we're carrying um, the weight of, of membership and marriage counseling and, and all of these different things and funerals and, and all these things that accumulate, right? But the truth is, is that's anti-gospel. It, it, it feels like that, and we convince ourselves of those things. But the truth is, is that we have been yoked to Jesus, and his burden is light. His yoke is easy, right? That Jesus bears the weight of his church, and Jesus bears the weight of his people, and Jesus bears the weight of our marriages. Je- Jesus bears that weight. And so for us, I think it's, it's preaching the gospel to ourselves, day in and day out and it's, it's reminding ourselves okay I'm feeling this more heavily than what is healthy than what is all. I, a, a good shepherd feels a burden for his sheep that's not what I'm saying but when it, when it begins to affect your own joy in Christ when, when it begins to feel like you're smothering those are good indications that, that your perspective is off and, and that things have gotten things have gotten out, out of kilter if if when you don't meet your own standard of perfection, and I do it with preaching, and you do it with music, and you do it with media, and all uh, youth ministry, all those things, right? When, when I don't meet my standard, and then I all of a sudden feel like an abject failure and defeated, and Christ was still preached, the word still went out, the the, the congregation was still able to address one another in hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. When when all of those things are still happening, and, I, and we come away feeling like a failure, it's it's a, again, it, it's us being resistant to the gospel truths that we know we know are, are, are realities right and so I think it's reminding ourselves that, that Jesus has called us into rest 
Jesus has called us into um, into being yoked to Him, so that we can tr- hand these burdens, uh, cast our anxieties upon Him, as mm. um, Peter Peter says. Absolutely, that's good. And now, a special segment that we like to call Culture with Andrew. Enjoy. So one thing that I think is really neat about our area, and I don't know how much longer it's going to last um, just because of the seasons, uh, but one thing that is in literally in our backyard, it's one thing. I can throw a rock and hit it from right here. You know what it is? Hmm. Flowers. The flowers. flowers. Yes. Yeah. The Iron City Roadside Stand. Yes. So this Fantastic. is really cool. That, if you guys would like to sponsor us, yeah. Fun too. If you're listening, uh, right across mean? the road. I'm lit- we're talking about you and your dogs earlier. So yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, we're, anyway, so super cool couple, uh, really neat, nice. Uh, but they have the roadside stand that's sitting there um, out there on the corner of our church, and it's not really connected with Iron City Baptist Church. Just FYI, it's just community. Yeah. Community flower. It could be though. It could be. You could sure. sponsor us, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I would, I would just encourage you if like if you see those flowers out there, man, just buy, buy every one of them. Hey, by the whole flower will make and they're beautiful. Flowers. You guys they're know gorgeous. I'm an advocate. Man, yeah. if you want to make you want to make your wife's Absolutely. day, you get some of those flowers. Yep. It's Maybe PayPal. Maybe you, flower for you, himself. You, you come out, okay. you, you, you uh, have your PayPal ready, and then you pay for it right on the spot. That's good. Uh, or you can That's fantastic, by the way. It can is we have an honor yeah. system built And there's an honor system right? there, too. You can you can drop, I think, a $5 bill up in the, or whatever it costs, different uh, different arrangements. You get watermelons sometimes. Uh, you get $5 watermelons. Uh-huh. We're out there for a while back. So this, I mean, this is really is a local, it is cool. it's down-to-earth cool. business. Very neat people. I met them a couple weeks ago. I think it kind of scared them. Gives you an opportunity to make somebody's day brighter. It does. And they and they're reasonably priced. I didn't know about the PayPal things. You didn't like me on that. That's cool. Yeah, because I was actually wanted to stop the other day, and I thought didn't have any cash. Didn't uh-huh. have any cash. Uh-huh. Yeah, I so pay make sure you stop by, take out, you know, get your get your wife some flowers. Yeah, that's really cool. But that's true. I like it. Anyway. Shop local. Shop local. Go green. Go home. So go church local. Hold on a second. So we we do have a culture se- section. I get that. But Cody, I don't know if you know about this, but there has uh, been a culture uh, failure on Andrew's part. Has there? Uh oh. Oh, um, well, I'm excited about that because I thought I'd be Korean we, rolls or something. Well, we had a, a little nervous. We had a, a a family that attends our church um, go to a place. He didn't really suggest this place, but he talked very highly of it because of this person went to it. And um, oh, I remember this. <laughs> and so we just talked to him. Said, "Hey, uh, notice y'all went to." I actually, it, didn't talk about that. Y'all were y'all were close to or y'all went to some restaurant and. Uh, they go, yeah, it was horrible. So we're not, we don't want to give that restaurant name out no, here, do we? Yeah, well, uh, I can't I don't, I don't know that. what it was called. I it just, was in Homewood, uh, and it, oh, if it's in Homewood, you could totally shout it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, the, Andrew, I think it was called the Ruby Slipper. Okay, it was on speaker. It was on speaker, and he was like, "Man, yeah, man, that coffee's great," or you know, all that breakfast is fantastic. And I'm like, ah. Wildhouse was better. Is this like, a place, I know, I, I was, <laughs> is this the place that you were trying to go to the cracked egg and weren't able to or something? You went to this place or something? No, this this is a uh, this is a place we just randomly picked the other day. Like we had no. It was called the Ruby Slipper Cafe it's in Homewood. I do recommend it. I don't recommend the <laughs> this coffee. This is just like the place he took me down in Mobile. I don't <laughs> know what that no, place. No, no, no. It was a two dollar coffee. It was like the Iron Mobile. Skillet or something. No, that, expensive coffee. It said like, Tur- it. like Turkish coffee, and I was not impressed. It tasted like Waffle House coffee. Which I say a lot of Waffle House coffee. <laughs> he said the All Star Special. Was he better. said the All Star Special was better, and I laughed. It was funny. He, he wasn't wrong because I did see the picture of what he the got. Holy Spirit just and used my filter right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really uh, saved my bacon. But, uh, uh, anyway, they have great bacon, by the way. Um, I don't. Uh, but they did, do like. Uh, so you're saying these tips are not necessarily the views of Iron City. Baptist they're not the views of Iron City. Baptist 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 they're really good. 
That's not, okay. like, that's not my kind of thing. There. Well, no. But evidently, Waffle House is uh, better than the Ruby Slipper. But I did like the fact that you could order. Um, nothing says culture like Waffle House. He's, he's, got, there's a lot of culture happening at the Waffle House. You know how many people there's nothing enjoy wrong with Waffle House. I love the Waffle it's House. It's got Benedict's. It's got hot smoked salmon. You've got um, Bayou Shrimp. It's, it's a Cajun breakfast place. Although, can we also mention that today for lunch, Andrew actually ripped the mold <laughs> off the top of his spam can and then Don't ate tell that. it. Don't tell that. You can't tell that. that was, I'm just trying to give our, our viewers a balanced look. Andrew, that was that was pretty nasty. I, I don't I don't I could never do something like that. I could. Yeah, they got uh, you better kind of good stuff. Now. Breakfast tacos. Well, when you get used to eating that cultured food, all that stuff. They got weird, barbecue. So. Ah! Barbecue shrimp and grits, salted gold shrimp. His food's raw already. Cut, cut the mold Butter. Off. They've got my, all kind of good stuff. Look at this. So the delicacies he eats, you just cut the mold off. <laughs> Three little pig omelet. He's still You've got the burger. Wipe the droppings away and butter, eat it. Buttermilk biscuit slider. However, I, like I have to say, those muffins were fantastic. Yeah, and we don't even know where those came from. The Korean muffins? I think they were from the Korean lady. I don't know, but they were... She's not listening at all. Little... Cheese. Okay, she is. Your it was pretty good. It was a good little spice to life today, was wasn't here. it? it was we like, have been an hour, so we got to get out of here. Yeah, so, yeah. we love you guys. Until next time, lips in. <laughs>